0: On this episode of the Southeast Michigan Podcast, Jim Harbaugh wearing a different shade of blue. Jesse Minner, gone. Ben Herbert, gone. Who's next? We'll talk about it. up southeast michigan podcast daniel back here with you for tuesday january 30th a lot to get to jim harbaugh wearing a different shade of blue wearing the powder blue jesse minner following him to la la land as long as, as well as ben herbert news broke for that uh monday morning uh, before we get into all that just give a shout out to john you and pro sports zone in livonia michigan Took my son up there on Saturday for the Blake Corum signing. Blake Coram was up there at Dunham Sports and then at Pro Sports Zone where I was at. And then after, he concluded there he went over to what was it Detroit City Autographs or something? Um, in Sterling Heights. And so yeah, Blake Coram had a busy day, but it was been it was pretty cool. Got there. It's about an hour drive to Livonia, Got there about I'd say 10 o'clock. Got in line. And uh brought you know, the the lawn chair this time for the little one so he could sit down and, and enjoy his tablet because we were gonna stand there for a couple hours, which we did. Excuse me. Supposed to start eleven thirty, ran a little bit behind. And all in all, by the time we got to Blake to uh to sign our stuff, uh it was about twelve forty-five, twelve fifty. Um Head over, we headed over to this other this little comic book collectible store there. I think it was called Scouts, and uh, got some Hot Wheels Matchbox cars for them. Then we got a bite to eat um, at the tavern inside the the same mall. Um, but anyways, I think uh, right as we were walking into the store, um, you know, moving up gradually. I think right when the line started to uh, to progress, that's when we got the news about Jesse Minner. So Saturday morning, um, got that news. And we also got the news of Sharon Moore um, being officially um, announced. Um, it was a press conference. was at 11 a.m. We were really told that because of uh, state law, Michigan had a week to post it online and all that stuff. But apparently... I didn't read anything that was set in stone, credible, but apparently Michigan got a waiver to expedite that process, and so they didn't waste any time, thankfully, in that regard. So before we get into all the coaching drama and all the other craziness that's going on, we'll touch a little bit around the league here. So here in segment one... um, We'll get into some portal stuff recruiting and uh, after Ann Arbor. That segment I enjoy so much. So, former Michigan offensive coordinator, uh, 2015 2016, Jed Fish leaves Arizona for the Washington job. Uh, Jed Fish left for UCLA or left us for UCLA and spent one year there, in which he would end up being the interim head coach after Jim Mora was fired. Made quick pit stops in the NFL at the Rams and Patriots before taking over the Arizona Wildcats in 2021. So Washington's getting a uh, a good offensive mind there. That was, if you guys listen to me over at Real Talk, you know, this is the one one guy that Jeff and I really thought that, you know, could have been a long-term offensive coordinator uh, in Ann Arbor, but it just wasn't uh, meant to be. Ohio State hires Bill O'Brien for their, their OC spot. O'Brien is coming off stops in Alabama and the New England Patriots, so that was, uh, I mean, that's kind of a big-time hit, man, the, the The Buckeyes are winning the offseason, Michigan won the national championship, Ohio State's are winning the uh, offseason championship, right? Uh, Tim Lester reportedly named Iowa's offensive coordinator, Lester was head coach for Western Michigan from 2017 to 2022, and he spent last season as a senior analyst for the Green Bay Packers. So this was actually a couple weeks ago. But I was curious because I haven't seen anything about Iowa's offensive coordinator vacancy. We've discussed here at length during the 2023 campaign of Brian Ferenc and all that um, hubbub. With him not meeting expectations or at least meeting the, the wins expectation. Uh, part of his contract, but not the, uh, or the stipulation in the contract, but not the points per game one. Um, was able to coach to the Big Ten Championship and then uh, was uh, kind of mutually parted ways or let go from, I don't say mutually, but uh, was let go. Um, defensive back Jabbar Muhammad dips Washington for Oregon. Muhammad was one of the standout corners this past season especially on the Washington Huskies defense I was kind of hoping Michigan would have made a move for this dude this dude uh this dude's got some got some talent and literally going to a rival school <laughs> for 2024 I don't know how much uh eligibility has left but he at least he's got one year left uh, according to on3 I did miss this one as well uh back on January 10th Damani Jackson did enroll at Alabama so the five star Corner out of USC visited Bama in their prep for the Rose Bowl, made headlines. And uh, even though Kalen DeBoer is now the head coach and not Nick Saban, it still shows on odd three that he is enrolled there. So there's that. Dwight Jackson, again, if you have missed me speaking about him before, friends with Will Johnson. They apparently have talked previously about playing together, but uh, just didn't come to fruition. Than uh, this this time around either, uh, offensive lineman from Washington Nate Calippo he's going to Ole Miss, so he's going to be Amari um, and Walker's teammate. Uh, let's see here, Michigan defensive back Cameron Calhoun he's officially uh, gone for Utah. Cameron Calhoun I think uh, was projected between Arkansas State and Cincinnati and on, on three and uh, ended up being for um, Kyle Winningham and the Utah Utes. All right so that's pretty much the quick little update there. I know some of it is not necessarily breaking or new news but uh, it's something I wanted to mention get out of the way beforehand. Uh, so real quick before we get into segment two on all of the coaching carousel stuff that's been going on. We're going to hit after Ann Arbor. So it's a little side bit here I do of past Michigan players, where they ended up, how did they fare in the career. Um, we've done, I think, want to say four of these now. Usually do one a week. Today, we're going to be doing two. So starting out, we are going to stop in on the class of 2007 ronaldo sagasi defensive tackle six foot four 315 pounds out of montreal quebec canada sagasi committed back on february 2nd 2007 and listed here on his rivals profile he had two division one offers or two offers in general uh, that being of course michigan and illinois he took visits to Michigan on January 19th, 2007. And to Illinois on December 8th, 2006. Um, Ronald Scasey was a three-star D tackle. Um, There's not a lot I could find. I mean, I didn't do like cyber sleuth detail research. But I remember Lloyd Carr really ranting and raving about this kid. And it felt like... He either missed time for health or um, visa or something. I just I remember it just it took a long time to get him on the field. And when it did happen, it didn't really pan out. So let's go and we'll read uh, Ronaldo's Wikipedia profile, if you will. So um, he is a Canadian football former defensive lineman. He most recently played for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or excuse me, of the Canadian Football League. In the Canadian Football League's Amateur Scouting Bureau December rankings, he was ranked as the ninth best player for players eligible in the 2011 CFL draft. On May 8th, 2011, Sagacy was selected 25th overall in the draft by the Alouettes and signed a contract with the team on May 26, 2011. He was later released at the end of training camp on May 31st, 2012. Sagacy signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but was released during training camp on June 17th, 2012. He played college football with the Michigan Wolverines. He worked as a supervisor at the College Notre Dame and left the position in 2016, uh, December 2016. Um, Notre Dame of Canada, not actually South Bend Notre Dame. Uh, He is now working as the head coach of the... uh, Excuse me if I mispronounce this, but he is now the working head coach of the Spartiate of uh Deville, Montreal. So a lot of uh, big French words there, but it uh, sounds like he's a head coach for the college's football team. Um, so, again, I couldn't really find a whole lot uh, on the short notice. I did uh, dig him up, but I just remember when I seen his name, uh, it just reminded me all the times that Lloyd Carr was like always ranting and raving about this dude. He's obviously um, not American-born, so probably didn't get a lot of notoriety, hence the three-star ranking. But uh, he did get playing time um, before, moving, or before going back to Canada. He did make uh, appearances from time to time from uh, the four years he was in Ann Arbor. And so partially with Lloyd Carr, partially with uh, Rich Rodriguez. Um, next up from the two thousand nine class, we got our boy Vincent Smith, running back, five foot six, hundred fifty nine pounds, out of Pahokee, Florida. He committed to Michigan on August thirtieth, two thousand eight. Three star running back. Uh, on his rivals profile, it is showing one, two, three, four, five, six offers on eleven interested teams. Michigan, of course, being one of them, uh, took a visit on October 24th, 2008. Uh, He had uh, offers from Iowa State, Minnesota, Southern Miss, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. Other schools of interest were Clemson, Illinois, Miami-O, Florida, Rutgers, and South Florida. So, Vincent Smith, uh, the first thing you hear or remember when uh, you hear his name is the Jidhavian Clowney hit, right? So let's go into his, uh, his Wikipedia profile real quick. There is a little more length here to this than uh, Ronaldo's. Um, but uh, early years, Smith grew up in Pokey, Florida, and played high school football at Bahoke High School. He totaled 4,677 yards and 58 touchdowns at Pahokee, including more than 2,000 rush yards and 29 touchdowns as a senior. University of Michigan, 2009 season. Smith accepted a football scholarship to attend the University of Michigan. As a freshman in 2009, Smith appeared in eight games for the Wolverines. He gained 166 yards and 17 carries against Delaware State on October 17, 2009. He had 276 rush yards, 82 receiving yards, and three touchdowns in 2009. As a sophomore in 2010, Smith led the Michigan running backs with 601 rush yards. Quarterback Denard Robinson led the team with 1,700. Smith also had 130 receiving yards and scored seven touchdowns. The 2011 season, I believe this was the year that he, uh, in the same game, rushed for one, passed for one, and uh, received one. Uh, As a junior in 2011, Smith ran for 118 yards against Eastern Michigan on September 17th, the second 100-yard rushing game of his collegiate career. After the Eastern Michigan game, head coach Brady Hoke named Smith as a Wolverine starting running back, adding that Smith had earned that right. Against Minnesota on October 1st, 2011, Smith became the first player In Michigan history, to score, rushing, passing, and receiving touchdowns in the same game. Boom. He was the first Division I FBS player to accomplish this feat since 2009. Smith's touchdown pass came on a 17-yard throw to sophomore receiver Drew Dillio. During the 2011 season, Smith had 296 rush yards, 142 receiving yards, 17 passing yards, and 5 touchdowns, 2 rushing, 2 receiving touchdowns, and 1 passing. So, uh... Mouthful there, but the 2011 season, of course, we remember the Ohio State victory, but um, that home home game versus Notre Dame under the lights, you know that uh, was it the the uh, equalizer touchdown where General rolls right and then flips it back over to the left to uh, Vincent uh, Smith here on a screen play and kind of runs it in for a touchdown and uh, the crowd goes you know bananas. So even though 5'6, 159 pounds as listed here in his rivals profile, um, I mean, the dude was always a solid pass blocker for being for being small. I just always reliable, you know what I mean? Um, right here, let's get to this last bit. So 2012, Smith saw reduced playing time during the 2012 season. In the third game of the season, Smith scored two touchdowns on three carries against UMass, averaging 6.7 per carry. In his final game at Michigan Stadium, a 42-17 victory over Iowa, Smith scored a touchdown and an 18-yard catch and run. Through the first 11 games of the 2012 season, Smith gained 88 rushing yards and scored three touchdowns. Jadavian Clowney's tackle of Smith in 2013 Outback Bowl, which resulted in a fumble and sent Smith's helmet flying five yards downfield, became an internet sensation as it was one of the most brutal hits of all time. Smith said of the hit, quote, I couldn't duck or try anything. My head wasn't even down and that's why my helmet popped off, end quote. So yes, (laughs) you hear Vincent Smith's name, uh, you think of Jadaven Clowney blowing him up in the backfield. So uh, after Ann Arbor, there you go. That is it for news and notes per se. We'll get to segment two in a moment. When our community wins with us, we want to ensure you've maximized your ROI. Line shopping for the best odds matters, and that is why any profitable sports bettor needs to be using multiple sportsbooks. Super Bowl's coming up. Got to get ready. Thankfully, there's never been a better time to get signed up, and we are here to connect you with the best promotions industry-wide. For example, you can click on this link. And it'll take you to your state's best offers. And right now, if you live in the state of Michigan, you open up an account on DraftKings Sportsbooks. Uh, you, get, uh, you bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets. And if you get onto Wheel of Fortune Casino, open up an account, 100% deposit, match up to $2,500, plus a $25 bonus in itself. Using our link, signupexpert.com backslash southeast, you can get access to all these sports books in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique features to gave examples of. Most importantly, this page automatically connects you to the top promotions at each book, allowing you to start line shopping with an enhanced bankroll. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com. Don't you love the thrill and excitement of what sports can bring on the playing field? What about the thrill it can bring in a box? suit can provide the everyday fan a wide variety of autographed sports memorabilia and mystery boxes. From autographed jerseys, any sport, from hockey pucks, baseballs, Sportsloot provides the biggest names of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Each autographed item is certified for the most reputable authentication companies in the business. Beckett, PSA, JSA, Fanatics. I've been a customer for over four years and I can tell you firsthand, after experiencing other similar companies prior to Sportsloot, I'll never go back. So log on to thesportsloot.com, check out their selection. If you have any questions or inquiries, shoot them in an email. That's thesportsloot.com. All right, segment two, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it all while we're doing the episode in the first place. But Jim Harbaugh, like I said at the top, in that powder blue, he's scheduled for his introductory press conference on Thursday, the 1st, at 1 p.m. I'm not sure, but I'm almost positive that specific time that's on the the, uh, Chargers official Twitter X page, and uh, just says 1 p.m., so one would assume that... uh, it's Pacific Time. Uh, Chargers dropped a one-minute hype video of like Jim in a kind of a interview setting. You know, he's sitting in a chair, gray backdrop, in uh, in Chargers gear, and then he puts on a hat at the very end. And uh, I'll give you kind of like a word for word of what he said. Um, pretty much. I, I I left out towards the end there where he's talking about he's putting the hat on and he says, you know showing his personality of you know this, you know this hat should be like a baseball hat and he's like you know bending the bill but anyways just gonna give you kind of what he said uh, in between the video cuts of either him talking or the highlights of him being a coach at Michigan or a player in a Chargers uniform so quote I know the universe is big the football universe is big and he goes it's really not that big <laughs> every job i've taken at every step of the way in coaching there was a connection there for me the sincerity was there coming back to the chargers it just felt like home when i came here it's going to be a team think of a family there's going to be igniters there's going to be leaders by example that's mostly what i do we're going to attack them with an enthusiasm enthusiasm unknown to mankind and then this is where i want to be nowhere else End quote. So I thought that was interesting, especially that end there where he goes, and this is where I want to be, nowhere else. Um, a couple days after our last show, Jesse Minner found his way to L.A. behind him. Obviously, I had mentioned that when I was at the Blake Quorum signing Saturday. And uh, Friday was reported Sharon Moore would be taking over. And, of course, again, Saturday morning, Moore and Head is in a press conference. And on Monday morning, we learned that Ben Herbert would also be joining. I thought Jay Harbaugh would have been gone by now. He has coached Michigan's tight ends, special teams, safeties, running backs, and was the interim head coach for last season's game versus UNLV. There has been a lot of Michigan Twitter X pages trying to push the my sources angle when reality is just all, trust me, bro. I subtweeted a couple of them uh the days leading up to Jim's departure one literally just copied and pasted the other and almost pushed it as its own it's just just stop it all right just stop trying to act excuse me just stop trying to act like someone in the know when you're not um and it was like the one account that w- didn't copy and paste you know kind of had like the original the original tweet was a thread of just expect this to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Jim's coming back. This is what he wants. This is what's going to happen. He's going to move there. That guy's going to go there. It's just all, it's just all, trust me, bro. And that account's got like 11,000 followers. I, I was absolutely shocked that everyone just hook, line, sinker fell for it. And like I said, there was another account that just copied, literally just copied and pasted one of the tweets and, uh, and when I say I called him out, I didn't use the podcast show. I'm not trying to really start a beef, whatever. But you know, use my my personal one to just kind of go about my day. <clears throat> and I just, I just shake my, I just shake my head at it. Um, you know, Ward Manuel's hot seat is 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 on fire to most of the Michigan faithful. And after already losing Jim to the Chargers, Wolverine fans were blaming him for the you know the Minner and, and Herbert. Uh, one of these message board, trust me, bro, sources kept repeating that Ben Herbert wanted to stay for ten years, but the athletic department said no, we're not doing that. Which, to what I could find, no credible source on that on that specifically. However, Chris Ballas at the Wolverine did write Monday morning that Herbert was committed to staying in uh, in Ann Arbor, but LA came with a deal in the neighborhood of two million, which. Um, he was already making half of that here. <clears throat> now, I'm still not blaming Ward for this to its entirety. And I know like 90% of Michigan fans, maybe 95, maybe even 99, are again what I've been saying in this front yard with pitchforks on fire. But we're lucky we we're lucky to even have Minner here for 23. Whether there was a sliver of hope to retain him, I think it's pretty fair to say he was going to follow Harbaugh no matter what. And judging by what I just re- literally read off for you, what he what Jim said in that hype video, it sounded like he was just ready to move on. I don't think being the paid, being uh, offered the highest collegiate con- uh, collegiate contract, it just what it just wasn't in the cards. Right, wasn't going to uh, keep him here. Um. Now, the Ben Herbert thing does sting. That is a big blow. That was one of the largest factors in this three-year run, three-year turnaround, whatever you want to call it. It's odd that a strength and conditioning coach was that important, though, that Jim needed to take him out west. And where he, I mean, you're in the NFL, you undoubtedly could have found a new one. Uh, Maybe we should be mad at Jim for taking Herb. But if the Chargers are offering two mil. You would think Michigan could meet that. Like I said, again, it was reported that he was already making half of that. So, you know, I don't know how much money plays into a no factor, if at all. Uh, it just, when you have that opportunity to go to the NFL, I mean, a lot of guys are going to take it. I'm sure there was friction between Jim and the athletic department, slash Ward. You know, wherever there's a head coach and AD, there's always, you know, they're never going to be completely on the same page level or same agreement playing field whatever and just like a scouting department gm with an nfl head coach there's always going to be disagreements uh jim said during the afc championship broadcast uh, between the chiefs and ravens you know there's no lombardi trophy in the ncaa so it feels pretty clear to me that he, he wants to check that off his bucket list he's 60 i believe he's like 60 62 years old and it's probably felt like this is the, the right time to do it uh you're going to a team with a franchise quarterback solid pieces on defense, offensive weapons. And you know, and this is a franchise he played for. You know, he was spent a lot of his time, a lot of his coaching all in the state of California. I mean, you're talking about the University of San Diego, uh, Stanford, the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it took forever for him to come back to Michigan. So, again, I'm I'm trying not to to put everything on Ward Manuel. Obviously he's dropped the ball with certain situations, but in the regards to the Jim Harbaugh one, I you know it was reported that that Ward was gonna make him the highest paid coach in the NCAA. And all that rumor stuff came down to the language in the contract, immunity this, immunity that, wanted to be safe from anything that came down from either the conference or the NCAA, blah blah blah. Um, and apparently michigan was was willing to put all the all the cards on the table and say the hell with it we'll 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 agree to it and I guess it was too late he was already made up his mind to go to l a but I mean it's happened in previous years where he was foot with the n f l but stayed i mean he did hire an agent almost a month ago I just boys and girls, I just don't think it was I just don't think it was actually as close as we think. I think it was just the mind was made up to go to the NFL. He interviewed for the Chargers. Believe he, I don't know if he did the second one, but he had uh, two interviews with the Atlanta Falcons. I think it was time. I think it was time. You got Sharone Moore in there. Ben Herbert, unfortunately, is gone. Justin Trussell is. Apparently that next guy in line. And he's been with the program since 2018. So even though he's 20 years old. It was. I would say. I think he. I'm not saying he's ready. But I think Justin Trussell has been groomed. For as long as Ben Herbert could do that. So we'll just kind of have to put our, our faith in the cards there. He's got a lot less experience than, than her, But. We'll have to put our faith in it. Um, so, I mean, good news is the bullcrab head coaching list that the Pete Thambles of the world that uh, that they were putting out regarding the head coach spot in Ann Arbor, I mean, they were way off, right? So, like I said, is in. Uh, Sam Webb from the Michigan Insider is hearing from his sources that contact has been made with current Illinois defensive analyst Jim Leonard and defensive coordinator Clint Hurt from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Sam states that while it would be difficult to lure them away, uh, Sharon Moore is at least trying to make the moves. And of course, as I was writing this episode, I had seen an article from the Sports Illustrated that Clint is actually now headed to the Philadelphia Eagles. So you can take that right off your list, and you're left with Jim Leonard, I guess. Um, according to the Wolverine, is uh, about a few hours ago, uh, writing this uh, episode up, uh, Grant Newsom is expected to take over the offensive line, not a shock. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, the, the whole Justin Trust thing about him taking over, uh, that was actually another thing, another update they came through as I was uh, pr- preparing for this, uh, this, this airing, this taping. So by the time you hear this, who knows what's going to happen, you know? Now, Phil Parker from Iowa could be coming over here for all we know. Just kidding, but... Um, I know that Michigan Twitter was pumping up the Zach Orr um, thing to be the the next defensive coordinator. Zach Orr is an inside linebackers coach for the Ravens, so I think it's just more of uh, hope or assumption that he would just be the next guy to graduate and come to Ann Arbor after uh, spending time with the Ravens, you know what I mean? Um, But I think that's just more... I don't think there's any legitimacy to that. I think that's just uh fan speculation. Mike McDonald, I mean, he's a hot commodity as well. I think he's I mean, he was um in line for a head coaching job um or at least had interest from Seattle. The Seahawks were, I think, trying to get him to do an interview as well, but and this was before the AFC championship. So we'll see. Uh one more trust me, bro, scenario was uh, in regards to Steve Klingscale, um, a lot of, i say a lot of, but there was one or two Twitter, uh, Michigan Twitter accounts that were saying that he's expected to be to pr- promoted to the defensive coordinator spot. I mean, he's already been a co-defensive coordinator. He's been um, a passing game coordinator for Michigan. I'm highlighting the word, though, here, expected, because when you see an account go, Steve Klingscale is expected to be promoted to the D.C. spot. You're essentially saying that that's what's gonna happen, and again, with no credible resource and re- probably just i mean maybe you maybe they know the janitor inside Beckler Hall I don't know I just just don't buy everything hook line and sinker, right, just like with the whole counter Stallions thing and everyone's typing oh, I got an uncle whose cousin, whose brother, whose sister's son, you know, takes out the trash every Tuesday, and his neighbor across the street does at the same time, and he'll wink twice if he's got, you know, the next Connor Stallings update. It just, it's just it's just ridiculous to me. Um, and to me, you can't really count out Mike Elston either, you know. He's a defensive line coach. He's been pro. He's been coll- collegiate. I mean, that, he has just as much legitimacy to to be the next in line as much as clink so i'm sure like i said i'm sure by the time you listen to this we could have a huge update or updates uh my final closing remarks again is stop trying if you're out there and you're listening to this stop trying to be the sources guy and if you're wrong man up and own it don't delete the tweets like that was the part that was thought was funny to me was the account that i subtweeted or whatever he just deleted them i clicked on them and it said tweet deleted but it was still showing up in my timeline because i had it's part of my history too and uh you know it just didn't say anything about deleting the tweets nothing just continued going on about something else per sources and it's like how many times are we just going to continuously do this again you know because and people fall for it um (laughs) so anyways thank you again for all the support of the show You'd be so kind. Rate us 5 stars on your listening platform. Like I said last week we kind of broke through on Pandora. That's freaking awesome. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter X or and on Facebook. All that will be in the description box. Might be back later for this uh for another this week uh weekly update or we might just come back next Tuesday or Wednesday um to talk any further developments. So um God excuse me, go blue, God bless, peace out.